and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, as it is every week. Hello, thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Miles. Goodbye, and uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, Miles introduced himself. That was Jackie, who just rudely... Hi, I'm Jackie. <laughs> who just rudely told you to leave. Uh, and we are JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Uh, we're a podcast that talks about, well, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime manga media franchise from Japan created by Hirohiko Araki. And today, we're going to be talking about the David Production anime adaptation of Stardust Crusaders, which is season two of uh, the TV anime starting in 2013. Um, so we'll be summarizing that in a little bit. If you didn't know, we last week's podcast, uh, Miles wasn't around. He was busy jet-setting around the world. I'm famous. So we uh, did a Twitch stream. So if you want to see that, uh, and the VOD we, is still up. Me meaning me and Mark. Mark and I. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I didn't do it. Right. I, I should have explained. It's not that Miles wasn't here, so we Skype called him into a stream. That would make no sense. Um, yeah, if you want to see Jackie and I play uh, the Super Story Mode for um, the JoJo's Capcom fighting game from the 90s, you can check it out at twitch.tv slash jjbpod. And at some point, we'll have to get together a JJB Pod YouTube channel, but uh, YouTube is annoying. Anyway. Uh, also, um, if you sent us a letter in the last week, it was read on the Twitch stream. Well, by the time they hear this, they may have sent us letters that we won't have had time to read. Well, if you sent a letter, it might be on the Twitch stream. We yeah. might have read it on the Twitch stream. Time is hard to understand, but. And that address is 225. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what your street is. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can. I, I well, do know what your street is. Thank you. I was like, how'd you get here? Um, so yeah, we don't have any letters this week because we read it on the Twitch stream and we had fun playing Super Story Mode, which I've been wanting to play for a long time. Yeah. No one wrote us letters uh, to comment on the Twitch stream because they were chatting to us live. It's also been one day, so anybody that wanted to watch the VOD could not have. But like a day and a half. Thanks to people like... Luca and Dylan and uh, Silver Bolt and uh, someone I am forgetting. I think I was on there for Casey a second. Casey watched the VOD. Miles joined the chat for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do that occasionally. That's twitch.tv slash pod. But um, yeah, this week, Miles, how, how have you been? How was your vacation? It was great. That's I went, great. I went to Iceland. Yep. It was... It was very pretty. Yeah. Did you uh, get away from technology? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I have Google Fi, so I had oh. service the whole time. Nice. I have Google Fi. I have to. I have to try that sometime. Go yeah, somewhere. It works in foreign countries. It was right. actually really helpful to like navigate and stuff. Oh yeah, because it's a lot of driving. T-Mobile works in foreign countries. If you have the right plan. No, it just comes with oh. T-Mobile. It just comes with T-Mobile. All right. T-Mobile's actually it's shit. It's shit in the U.S., but it's better. Jackie, this week's sponsor is T-Mobile. Oh shit! Yeah, but that's their slogan: "Shit in the U.S., great everywhere else." (laughs) Yeah. Well, because they're German. Didn't you drive through a fucking like super long tunnel or something? I saw that Snapchat. Yeah, we drove through a six-kilometer-long tunnel. Yeah. And a kilometer is about three hundred miles, I think. No, that's wrong. It two hundred? No, a kilometer is 0.6 of a mile, I believe. Um, that sounds like three panic attacks for me. 
I, I want to say. More really long, and it seemed to go down very far, too. Although, I, it looked like there were some pull-offs. Like, if you needed to, you could pull over. So that's that's not that bad. I, I didn't notice them. I was just... I had tunnel vision. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that a reference to... Nope, that's double vision. I was going to say the Foreigner song, Tunnel Vision. Is that a reference which to the Tunnel Snakes from Fallout 3? Tunnel Snakes rule. <laughs> yeah. We're the Tunnel Snakes. Tunnel Snakes rule. And we rule. Um, that was the highlight, uh, being in uh, utter darkness for a long, long time. Yeah. Did you see anything JoJo-related while you were in Iceland? Did I see anything JoJo-related? This wow. is currently the worst episode to drop into our podcast on. Great cue, great cue. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I start right off the bat with a fuck you. Yeah. And, no, uh, I don't think so. I saw anything at all JoJo related. Okay, cool. So let's get into talking about episode one of Stardust Crusaders. Which Wait, is, that was episode one of Stardust Crusaders was me in Iceland. <laughs> oh, so it was pretty related. Um, so this is the man possessed by an evil spirit, I believe. Um, you're right. Yeah. Actually, I don't know whether you're right. Something like that. And this episode does not start with a theme song, which is a bummer because I actually really like the theme song for this. Uh, yeah, this, we don't this we don't chunk. hear a theme at all. We don't hear an opening theme. We don't hear an ending theme. You'll have to mm. wait until next week, Mark. I know. Can you handle it? If you don't go jumping off to some other European country, I here's the thing. Yep. It should. I I can. It like geographically, it's a North American country, but culturally, it's a European country. Like it's on the same plate, isn't it? Like kind of floating in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's dur- well, I went to the place where the Atlantic, where the American plate and the European plate diverge. Wow, it's like a little canyon. Did you straddle them and say, "Why can't we get along?" <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah, I actually brought our two continents together in what? peace for the first time. You, you put one foot on each side and just flexed your your hip muscles. But then I whispered, "America rules." So oh no! The conflict started all over again. Oh no! That well, sucks. Well, thanks for that, Miles. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Fucking ruined it. All right. So this episode starts out with it's 1983, and there's a boat, and uh, they find a, where's the boat? Uh, off the northwest coast of Africa, near the Canary Islands. Where you guys once went on vacation? We did we go did, to the Canary Islands. We once. did go to the Canary Islands, and we saw Dio in That's a right. coffin. Did you, and we you didn't try it. to stop him? Oh no, you let him out? No, we just like hung out with him on the beach for a little bit, That's and then we right. took him to the city. Um, this was at night, I assume. Yes. Yes. Okay. We skipped on the stones. beach at night, fighting evil by moonlight. And nice. um, winning love by daylight. <laughs> and, and, and never running from a real fight. <laughs> He's the one we call Dio Moon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there's a ship out by the Canary Islands, you were saying? Yeah. Um, and I guess they were fishing and they found somehow... They the were bucket. looking for treasure, I think. Oh, they were looking for treasure. They were looking for treasure and a coffin comes up which they don't realize is a coffin one of them remarks that it is a long and narrow treasure box yeah right um so they went to go get a blowtorch to open it up and i don't i guess it was empty is that well, no no first first someone goes like what i love is he's like hey it, it's kind of weird that this this says dio on it and there's like a there's like a lock on it or it's like locked from the inside or something they said mm. and the guy's like who cares the sun's going down and it's like if you're aware of who's in that coffin you're kind of like yeah you should really open it before the sun goes down but no jackie what happens is it fades out and then it fades back in and the narrator is like 
one day there was an empty boat off the coast of uh, yeah and then it's like inside were three half drank cups of coffee that's and, the saddest part that they never got to finish their coffee mm-hmm. they're right around they're so tired yeah <laughs> where'd they go what happened to them uh they're fine they um, just like swim to the islands yep they're chilling there they're in uh tunisia um the coffin is open and it had an extra compartment as though it was hiding something. And the boat is just abandoned. Do you guys think Dio had anything to do with this? I mean, it did say Dio no, right on the no, coffin. No, Dio's dead. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he died. he's not going to come back. He died yeah. being held in Jonathan's arms as a severed head. Oh, okay. At okay. the end of part one. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Yep. <laughs> no villain in this season. <laughs> and by the way, this this one of the big changes between this and the original manga is that this scene I think took place at the end of uh, this whole chapter. They didn't they didn't intro part three ah. with this. They in, they intro part three with what we're about to jump into, which is that would have been hilarious if this whole season was just about family conflict. Yeah, <laughs> if it was just like a family matters type. But sitcom. they wait. Are you saying like, but they have stands or they don't? No, they have stands. Oh, uh, okay. They have stands, but he's reunited with his grandpa, and there's like a culture clash. And there's a laugh track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be an interesting. Yeah, every time Jotaro calls his mom a bitch, they're like, ha, 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 ha. I bet you could totally do that, like like edit it together. I, I wonder if it's out into, there. Into a sitcom you should with YouTube a laugh track. JoJo's laugh track and see if it's there. If not, you should do it, Mark, and put it on YouTube, and then it'll mm. go viral, and then all of the JoJo's fans... In no, the world. This isn't true. We'll listen to our podcast. Nope, and I don't want that. Why not? I don't want all of them. You don't want that sweet T-Mobile sponsorship? No. How do you say T-Mobile in German? It's the, it's the same word. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so do, how does it start? Does it start with the cops walking Holly through the prison? or? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. wait. First, it, it shows that we're in Japan by using like a expensive CGI shot where we're like swooping around the Tokyo Tower, a famous... Yeah. Uh, landmark in Tokyo that we've seen we went up that we went we're inside of we were inside of it we went all the way up uh, I think you guys were in there during the shot too <laughs> you can see us yeah you can see us if you look really close you'll see us going wow um, <laughs> look at that wow. flying drone camera that looks like an anime um, <laughs> why are we suddenly anime in my head the camera for animes are also anime <laughs> it's anime cameras yeah yeah um, so it's this woman named Holly Joestar being walked through a prison. Or it, it starts with her or it doesn't start with... Yeah, it starts well, with I her. I guess she must be Cujo now, right? It starts with them You're in right. the lobby. In the lobby? Of the police station. And, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, and we, the, the police are telling her like what he did. And she's like, no, my son, what did he do? Yeah, and so they're like, yeah, he beat up these, these bunch of dudes. And he even crushed their balls, which I thought was an interesting <laughs> little tack on there. They had nunchucks and knives. And they had 15 broken bones. So he walked on a movie set, basically. Just by himself, these dudes with nunchucks, and he just beats the shit out of them. And at first, she's like, how many people did my son kill? Yeah, she she immediately was like, he's in trouble. He's a strong-ass man. He killed people. Wow. Yeah. That's what she thinks of. She thinks her son is capable of murder. Yeah. Of murdering multiple people. Of going on a murderous, raging spree. Spree, that's the word. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, the police are, they're acting kind of confident. They're like, anyway, if you could just come get him and get him out of here. Like, in my head, in the back of their heads, they're like, I hope this fucking works. They're like, I yeah, hope sure. the mom is just confident and takes him out of here. Because 
Later, we see that they're completely incompetent and out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing it cool. So they, they take her down to the uh, basement. They tell her that her Japanese is very good. Because she's been in America for 20 years. In which is like Japan for 20 years. What if Did somebody, I say America? Yes, yeah, I meant Japan. She probably was in America for 20 years as well. Yes. As a child. Yes. And as a, but and that's as a pretty young good adult. to pick up Japan, Japanese that well when, at age 20. Yeah. 27. She's 47. Well, she, she did it. She fell in love with her boo. Yeah. Her boo. Whom we never, ever meet, but he is a jazz musician. They'd state that. He sounds cool. I want to meet him. Sadao Kujo. We never see him. What instrument does he play? I think the saxophone, probably. Saxophony. Is that a canon, or are you just guessing? It's a little bit of both. I think he's a rock star, and that's why Holly was like, oh, whatever your name is. Sadao. Sadao. I like uh, Holly's, the, the character of Holly. She's I, She's like fun and like ditzy. Yeah. Yeah, she's very much like uh, Suzy Q, Q, her mommy. Um, although Suzy Q isn't that ditzy anymore. Um, later on, I think. Uh, so then they they get down to where the cells are. Oh, I was gonna say that them saying her English is good, like Japanese. if the situation were reversed, it would be racist. What do you mean? Oh, if you just said that to Japanese people staying in, oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it now. Like it would be I, weird. Yeah. It, how funny would it be though if Holly said to them like, "Oh, you too. Your Japanese is really good too." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean by that? Do I look like someone that doesn't speak Japanese? Um, so they say, yeah, so your son is down the hall. And so she breaks into a run and they do this interesting thing where as Holly is running to see her son, they show like different flashbacks, sort of like a montage. Oh yeah. Of Of him being a good boy to her. Yeah. So was any of that real? No, it's all in her head. No, I think it's all real. I I, I think it's all real too, but I also, I think it's not real. If it's all real, then what, why is he such an asshole now? I think he went through puberty. And I was like, I fucking hate my mom. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's explain it. So she's running in. She sees like a young boy, Jotaro, and she's like, catch the ball. And he catches the ball. He's a young, like 30-year-old boy. And by the way, in his memories, there are no, there's no father. There's no Sadao Kujo. And there's no grandpa, a.k.a. Joseph, you'll learn in a yeah. moment. Uh, it's just the two of them. Maybe playing. his whole thing is like he didn't really have a father figure growing up because his dad was never there and so he made up for it by being like a big tough guy yeah Mm -hmm. and whenever his dad was home he would just like ruin everything by practicing too loud so he grew to resent him like you couldn't watch tv man (laughs) um our friend austin told us of a theory i don't know if it's his theory or what that because like when jotaro tries like one-liners like later in the season and then future seasons He's always so shitty at them, so he, he's saying that Jotaro is actually a huge, like, nerd, but he just dresses to try and be cool, like, in that, like, black clothing and, like, act cool, but in reality, he's a big goober. Was oh, so he he's used. like a dude yeah, who wears a, a fedora? Yeah. Well, that doesn't work anymore, but maybe the first fedora, people were like, wow, and then, like, after the second one, they were like, stop, please. Mm. Um, not to fedora shame anybody. Um so she sees like young Jotaro being a good boy and then middle school Jotaro being a good boy and then you know high school starting Jotaro being good and he's like I only want to eat your cooking mom that's all I want to eat I love you mom and then she's like Jotaro and he's like shut up you fucking bitch you're so damn annoying you bitch that's what he says to her why is he so mean and then the logo hits her that is your mom it's like a very comedic sort of timing the logo was like and it's like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders it would have um, been better if the theme started playing. 
Yeah. That would have made me laugh more. Uh, I just don't, I, I want, I hope we understand at some point who hurt him and made him this way. Oh yeah. We definitely get into all the emotional complexity of, uh, Jojo and, uh, he really works through it and dynamically. That's sort good. Of, uh, yeah. That's why I watched this anime for the it's a lot more rich about, character development. Yeah, and like familial ties and uh, how people can change, and it's a meditation on good and evil. I'm just kidding. It's just a bunch of cool looking art that beats each other up. I think that's it's good deep. too. I think it's deep. It's got a little more than that. The art is like I I love this art. It's great. Even compared to the OVA, I think. Mm. Like the OVA was very beautifully animated, but the I, I like the the cleanness of the mm. cleanliness. That's the word. Yeah, <laughs> I let it go. I like how clean the the characters all look in this. Mm. I'm not crazy. The one thing that that irks me a little bit about David Production, because uh, their style I like in general, but they do this thing. It's like with Jotaro and a lot of the other male characters, where they draw this like hard jawline. It's just sort of like a two like two lines that go like across and then down the side of their face and it's a little bit too harsh for me i like it i don't know very square jaws it's but it's not though it's like a weird i don't know i guess so um so jotaro tells his mom that she's annoying she should shut the fuck up okay by the way i was curious this time around um because when we watch the ova he isn't he doesn't call her a bitch or say like fucking annoying or whatever yeah he is rude to her and tells her to stop talking or whatever so I looked up the word that he refers to her as later in the episode, and I think at this point it's the word is ama, which yeah. is used as like a derogatory term for women. It might translate as bitch, but it literally refers to a Buddhist uh, woman, like a woman that goes to live in a temple. Mm. I guess you could say she's a Buddhist nun. Mm. So it's interesting. So it's not a female dog. It's well. like, why would you go submit yourself to religion? I don't know. It's like prude or something. I guess. Yeah. It's something. But it's ama. It's like or pussy. Maybe. Yeah. But he, I don't like soft, nice person. Yeah, but no one calls women that. I was like, you woman, you're too soft. Uh. Misogynist would be like exactly. I uh, love it. <laughs> I woman. love it. Keep being soft. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's more like they don't have sex or something because they're nuns because they're Buddhists and they don't do that stuff and they're like, God damn it. It could be. I mean, it could be proof. You got away from me. Um. Anyway, more about bitch later but in our I other podcast. If, I mean, if bitch was the closest translation, it probably. I'm yeah. a bitch. Um. So, <laughs> just pretend I said is that a reference to bitch by uh not Meryl Bainbridge? Who is it? Meredith Brooks. I think it's Meredith Brooks. Meredith. I do not feel ashamed. <laughs> um. Good. We got something. Uh. <laughs> So, also, when he says shut the fuck up before the logo hits her in the face, she goes like, okay. Yeah, I love that. It's so stupid. Okay. Um, And then we get to, after the not credits, we're at a airport in Japan. And Holly sees her dad, and she's running and saying dad or whatever. He continues to abuse Japanese people. I assume this was a Japanese man. He, he, He elbowed or whatever out of the way. So she sees uh, her dad, who it turns out is Joseph Joestar. So Joseph Joestar is wearing a tan trench coat. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a black sweater. With uh, turtleneck. Turtleneck, like James Bond, except he has like a ruby around his neck. I was hoping it would be the red stone of Aya. Oh, do you think that's Aisha. what it is? Mm, no, I think that's too smart a thing. I think it's just Araki being like, this would be cool. What do you think happened to the red stone of Asia? It's probably in space. 
Lamas yeah. Kazel. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he hugs her for a while, and he is asking her about what she saw with her son. And she's like, oh, yeah, wait, we didn't get into... I'm sorry, before before this, they he has to demo his stand to them. Yes. Because they're like, yeah, sorry, so let's go back to the jail. We're in jail. Oh, no. And By the way, many places on the internet say ama means bitch. Okay. So it means bitch. But it literally means a Buddhist nun. Um, yeah, I guess. But a lot of curse words or whatever mean something else. No, you're, you know? you're right. You're right. I was just hoping that he wasn't that much of a dick. Uh, but I'm wrong. Uh, so after the logo hits Holly in the face, the cops are like, yeah, so he's just in there. And you look and he has a, a manga he's reading. And he's actually reading Bao, which is Araki's manga before JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And he's got a boombox in there. And he's in there with some other prisoners. And the prisoners all freak out because they're scared of him. And Jotaro's like, I'm not leaving this cell because I have an evil spirit possessing me. So I'm not getting out of here until I can figure it out. And we see that he has a bunch of books on the occult. And he has a little dictionary, electronic dictionary somehow in there hmm. that it just looked up the word occult. And they basically explain, or he explains that this thing of his keeps bringing stuff to him. And hurting people. And hurting people, which I find weird. How does it bring it? Where is it going? Is it because Star Platinum's range is only like a handful of meters. So Star Platinum's did they power the and closet? range is unlimited. No, it's not. It has a shitty range. Are you sure? Yeah. Is he just like in the last cell that's right next to like the confiscated materials? By yeah. The so he's just lost like, and found. He's just taking all the fucking boombox and shit. He just steals things from the guards. Mm-hmm. So he then goes to demonstrate to the guards and his mom how serious he is about this evil spirit possessing him. So he goes up to the bars and we see a kind of like phantom ghosty hand come out of him and it pulls the gun off uh, the side of one of the officers, one of the COs, and puts it to his head. Or now, actually, Jotaro's human hand is holding the gun to his head. And Holly's like, what are you doing? And he shoots himself in the head. And he dies. And that's it. End yep. of show. End of show. Um, and then we look and see that he didn't really shoot himself. Star Platinum actually caught the bullet. This is where I'll say what I said on the OVA, which is, how is he not deaf? <laughs> oh, true. Or anybody in the immediate vicinity. Did Star Platinum also block, block his ear? Like, it should have had Star Platinum's hand. Like, one hand grabs the bullet, and one hand jams a finger in his ear. Yeah. And it, he would explain that it has, like, supersonic protection. Maybe we just didn't see it. What? Oh, you think maybe it did do that? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, they're, they're not sure what to do. This guy shot himself in the head, but caught the bullet. He then goes to give the gun back and drops the bullet on the floor. And all the prisoners freak out even more. And... The cops try to tell Holly to take him home, uh, but I think she's also freaked out. But she did see, from her perspective, we can kind of see that she saw the phantom hand come out of him. She um, saw it. Oh, she's, she she saw it. Okay, because she's a juice. She says it later. She's a Joe star. Um, I almost said juice star. You almost did, and I I looked at you and thought we've probably been over this. Uh, <laughs> Joe thought even says like I can feel something behind me, uh, and I think he just like goes back to bed. Um, so now we go to the, the airport. Holly tackles and hugs her dad, Joseph Joestar, who's wearing a turtleneck. And he asks her, like, you, you sure he said evil spirit? And she's like, yep, I even saw it. But the police officer, the, the prison guards couldn't see it, but I could. And Joseph is surprised by this. Yeah, because she was like, oh, yeah, my dad has some weird fucked up powers. Let me, let me bring him over here. That's yeah. her whole thing. Basically. Um, they don't really tell us everything about Joseph yet. They don't say that he's like a real estate guy or whatever. 
Well, he says, well, she asks, she's like, where's mom? And he goes, she thinks uh, it's a business trip for Joe Star real estate. <laughs> yeah, and it's odd that Holly isn't like, why didn't you tell her? Yeah, why would you lie to to my mother about I, this? I at least expected her to be like, okay, well, I'm glad you didn't worry, mom, or something. Yeah, he, yeah, he probably didn't want to worry She was her. just like, okay. Yeah, but she just doesn't even acknowledge it. She just... And then she doesn't let go. Because Holly's just Holly's there an to be airhead. cute. Yeah. She's a complete airhead. She just And she doesn't let go of, of Joseph. And Joseph then notices. And he's like, why are you still hugging me? And she's like, I haven't seen you in so long. And he's like, you're 47. Stop acting like this. And then she's like, I'm going to tickle you. And she just tickles him. And she he, doesn't seem 47. No, she doesn't. Uh, you look really young when you're drawn. Uh, True. And she starts tickling him. And there's this weird panel or animation of him just like freaking out with his hands up in the air and then he looks around and notices everyone staring at him and he's like the fuck are you looking at (laughs) um so anyway uh he also has a mysterious standout-ish man with him in red that he snaps his fingers at he snaps his fingers i don't like this he He snaps his fingers at him like i think he's going jitterbug my name is jitterbug you put the boom boom into my heart. Yeah, yeah. You make it and your love in starts. Find my brain. We already used that song, by the way. What? Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. I think I actually used Last Christmas. I think that's why he snaps at him, though, because they're in Wham! together. Oh. Yeah, he snaps his fingers, and then he thinks he's like my greatest opponent. He's like, my most respected warrior. And he thinks about Wham with his ribs and his air. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he really put the boom boom into Wham's heart back on that uh, racetrack, huh? With that flaming, that exploding kerosene bottle. The, the gas. Yeah, you Anyway, did. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I should have said that back when it happened. <laughs> so they go, they go uh, so Holly, Joseph... And do they say that his name's Abdul, or does he introduce no. him later? No, you don't even is, see his face yet. He's just snapped up. Right. So they all go over there, and we see that Jotaro now has a remote control car. He has an RC car. He has a bunch of other shit in his cell. He's big into hobbies. Yeah. And then there's this cool scene where it's sort of like a showdown between Joseph and Jotaro, where Joseph walks up to the bars. Jotaro walks up to the bars. Joseph somehow opens the door. And they're staring at each other, and we see that they're the exact same height, which I believe is 165 centimeters, which is like 6'2 or something. I don't know. We've been over this, and to be honest, it doesn't matter. I think it's like 200 feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 200 we got to get you like a conversions book or some shit. Um, also, shouldn't... Uh, aren't we generally getting taller? What? What are you talking about? Like, aren't, are you taller than your dad? Yeah. Isn't everyone taller than their dad? Yes. No. I'm taller than, I'm not taller than my dad, but I'm taller than, than the women in my family. I don't know. I, f- I feel like people are getting taller in general. I guess. We are. Are we going to have some seven foot sons? I think so. I think people are, are slowly getting taller. So like, it doesn't make sense that over like four generations, they'd be the exact same height. What are the odds? Well, that, those Jojo jeans. He's also half Japanese and Japanese people on average are actually shorter than people from Europe, I believe. So. God damn you half Japanese girls. Jojo's. <laughs> Do it to me every time. Why did I say it like it's ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba? <laughs> I don't know how to carry a tune. Um, 
so Joseph and Jotaro stare at each other because they're big manly men. Um, and so has he? He never met his grandfather before. He's never met his grandfather. He's because, such a shitty grandpa. Because he's a great uh, relative, and uh, and we know that he at this point already cheated on his wife in the same country that he's. Yep. Apparently but not never the same visited. town. They're in Tokyo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where is uh? Where's Morio? Well, it's right outside S City, you silly Billy. It's a maybe it's a long drive. Maybe it is. But, but I'm telling you, he went. He, he probably had. To, he definitely flew into Tokyo. <laughs> no, nah, he could have flew into like Osaka or something. We don't know. Whatever the other airports are. Well, I, <laughs> I, th- I don't think that he like went out of his way to like go to Morio, this like little town. Like, why would yeah. he go to Morio? Probably she was like. A young, cute, like college student. Oh yeah, they or never something. said that he knocked her up. Yeah, in Japan, yeah. he could have. Oh, that's true. She could have been foreign exchange. These she... are future spoilers. Or she could have, or the, he could have met her while vacationing in Tokyo and not seeing his family. We're just trying to figure out a way that he's a less, uh, no, he's... less of a scumbag. I'm making him worse. I'm making him worse. He's either trying to pick up girl. He went to Tokyo to pick up girls, but not to see his family. Basically, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard, uh, if you haven't read, watched, heard us talk about part four. Um, we just spoiled a decent chunk of it, but if you do know... Did we? I mean, in a way. Not really. Yeah, not a decent you chunk. Find, you find out, like, first episode that yeah, Joseph has step. a son. Uh, but if you don't want to hear all that, jump ahead 30 seconds or some shit. But basically, we're talking about the fact that Josuke's mom was knocked up by Joseph, you know, somewhere in the 80s because... Around now, basically, around now, because that baby's around a little, because the baby's a little infant right no, now, and he's yeah. getting, and he's getting his weird stand powers. And that's right. That's he's right. Getting really sick. The baby right now. has to be an infant right now because all the Joe Stars are getting their powers, including him, because he's partly Joe Star as a baby. Because he's, they said he got really sick in part four when he was a kid, and that's probably when he got Crazy Diamond. So at some point prior to this, even though he hasn't seen his grandson yet. Or like revisited his daughter. He he might not know. Does, does he actually know he has a son, another son? No, he doesn't know that. Okay, I don't think. But he still went and slept with whatever. Uh, so we're theorizing that he went to Japan, to Morio, had sex with. Uh, I don't think he went to Morio. Miss Higashikata got her pregnant, and then didn't visit his family in Japan, the yeah. Kujos, and then came back like a year later. And in between that, and when he flew to Japan, he first landed, he was like, I hate the Japanese because they took my daughter away from me. And he kicked the Japanese guy in the leg really hard. That was at the end of uh, last season. So anyway. Maybe maybe now is when he, no, because she needs time to get pregnant, to have a baby. Never mind. I was going to say maybe on this trip is when she uh, has her baby, but uh, probably not. You mean maybe this is the trip where he knocks her up? Yeah, like that he, would be, he just finds her in the airport and they just have sex in the airport bathroom. That would be so much worse if he's like, I'm super concerned about my grandson. And then... But also... But then then you have to wait nine months and then, well, like more than that. Nine right. months plus some. No, because as soon, as, soon as Jotaro gets his stand, I think that's around the time that Joseph got his stand is the same time. that You know, I think it's all pretty close. Mm. Um Anyway, so Joseph asked Jotaro to leave, and Jotaro's like, no, I'm too cool, or there's this evil spirit, and you can't understand. And he's like, sorry that you... Well, his concern is he, he doesn't want to hurt more people. Yeah. He's super cool that way. He's, he's a nice man. He's cooler in the other episodes. He's like, sorry you flew all the way from New York, and I think he says something like, I know you're into some weird... Sh- I know some crazy shit happened to you or something like that. Mm. So mom thought you'd understand, I guess. I don't know. And then he hands back to Joseph his finger because Joseph has an artificial robot 
left hand. It's a Nazi hand. It maybe it is. It might be developed by Nazis. <laughs> and Joseph is like, when did he take that finger? And then he's like, how did he sneak around me? Because as we know, Joseph is the sneakiest person, uh, or at least he was like 20 years ago when he would be able to like set himself on fire and tie ropes without supreme god beings noticing. I bet he rips tons of people off as a real estate agent. Oh yeah, <laughs> like for sure. he's selling everyone like lemons, like met tons of meth labs that he doesn't tell them about. Yeah, you can't trust him. <laughs> so, uh, so Jotaro goes to walk away from Joseph, and Joseph then snaps his fingers at this mysterious man he brought with him, and he again goes, it's snapping, rude. He goes, Abdul, it's your turn. I thought this was interesting because even though I have harped on the fact that it is disrespectful that he snaps his fingers at him. He snaps at him and he like orders him around. He's like, Abdul, go do your thing. But he uses a polite way of addressing him. He says, Kimi to Abdul, which is, that's that's nice. That's not, oh my, it's not. Maybe that's, is that, maybe that's how you talk to your servants? Oh, maybe shit. I don't know. I don't think so. It feels too formal. But uh, I feel like servants would be, oh my. He does introduce Abdul as his friend. Yes. But I don't snap at my friends and make them do things for me. That's right. And you shouldn't. That's a pro tip for everyone. Don't snap at your friends and say your turn. If you do, uh, let us know what happens. Yeah, try try it out. Social experiment. Give it a shot. Tell us how they felt. Uh, and let us know when you have zero friends. You could probably do that if you were like really, really rich and your friends weren't really your friends. Well, then, those, <laughs> those are called servants. No. No, th- if you were like Regina George, you could do it. And Who's, still have those friends. Who's that? Regina, Regina George is the character Rachel McAdams plays in the hit film Mean Girls. Ah, okay. Starring Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, mm-hmm. Lizzie Kaplan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tim Meadows is in it. Yeah. Rachel McAdams, you did kind of mention. Yeah, that's, that's who who's, started Who's the mom of, of Regina George? That's uh, Amy Poehler. Is that the one that's Amy Poehler? Okay, yeah. Yep. I think you're right. Uh, For some reason, I thought it was um, Amy Sedaris, but I think you're right. I think it's Poehler. Yeah, it's Poehler. This has been... Mean Girls Talk. Mean, mean, <laughs> mean cast. Mean whatever. Fuck off. I'm very tired. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. I don't know what we watched. I'm only recalling this episode from the two years ago that we watched it. Uh, two or three years ago. Uh, so then we watched it like 20 minutes ago. Sh- well, so, uh, Joseph snaps his fingers at Abdul and politely tells him what the fuck to do. And they fight. So, uh, Abdul reveals his stand magicians red. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Joseph explains, or he explains it after magicians red comes out. He explains a yeah. stand to Jotaro. Not quite. Well, things start to get hot. So the temperature starts to go up. That's the temperatures rising. Mm-hmm. Is this a reference? And, and then all the stands come out, and then they all have uh, like sixteen packs. Like their their yeah. abs are like they're pillar ridiculous. Men. I think they have pillar men. they have more. They look to me like they have more abs than pillar That's men. That's insane. They Wait. had like fifty abs. I did see something JoJo related in Iceland. The pillar men should be called the ab men. I saw some pillars. The core. Oh, you saw some pillars. Yeah. Those were are, they those are all men? Over the place. Were they men? No, they they were just pillars. Oh. Um. So you're going to look that up, I guess, while we... Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we see Magician's Red, which is Abdul's stand, and it's this sort of... Almost looks like an Egyptian god uh, drawing of... It's, it's like cool. it's like a, a human's body. Always like a human torso. And the bottom is sort of bird-like. I guess, it's, yeah, it's bird legs and it's a bird head. 
It's bright red. It's a jacked man's torso. And there's a lot of fire everywhere. It's kind of like red hot chili pepper. But little, jacked. But much better than that fucking chicken. Give it yeah. away. Give it away. No. Give it away now. God. I just had PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> uh, that's pepper traumatic uh, syndrome disorder. <laughs> that's <laughs> they're redundant. Uh, so Joseph explains to Jotaro, like, this is a manifestation of your physical energy. And it's interesting. He says seme energy, which is the exact same term they used for hamon. Uh, in the previous arc, so it is still somewhat related, that it's your life force energy. Uh, and he says, because it's right next to you, we call it a stand. And there's like the big, like, boom, boom, boom. It's a fucking stand, they said the word. Because it stands. That we're going to use it a lot. Oh, we can do, for, for the intro, outro, we can do uh, Stand Up by Ludacris. We could. We could do. I'm not uh, familiar with that song. We could stand do, By Me. You could dum, do dum, dum, Stand dum. By Your Man. Stand by your man. Um, anyway, um, and Abdul is like, uh, or I think Star Platinum then comes out finally. Like we only saw Star Platinum's arm, which yeah. is Jotaro's stand. Uh, we saw his arm. We saw the hand catch the bullet. But now we see his pretty face. We see his whole body, which is sort of almost like Aztec-ish. Or like, yeah, I thought it looked like a pillar man. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like that, which I think is a cool ref. It's also jacked out of its mind. It almost has like a mask. It's like a black sort of center piece of its face with has lines running down it. Long, like a robot. greeny hair. Greeny, dark hair. Like seaweed. Okay. It's like a robot. Um, it comes out and Abdul's like, I wasn't aware he'd be able to manifest it so clearly because I guess they figure when you first get your stands, in order to get them to show up, you have to really work at it. Also, you have to really take your stand to the gym to work on their core. You have mm. to take your stand to the, to the stand gym and have them just do a lot of sit-ups, and you have to feed them the right lean uh, diets. A lot of chicken. A lot of steamed chicken and broccoli. A lot of salmon. Yeah. Really not too much fat, too many carbs. Uh, whey protein, mm-hmm. if you're not getting enough. That's right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Abdul is like sizing up Star Platinum, which hasn't been named yet, but he's sizing up Jotaro's uh, stand. And by the way, this is the first episode until, you know, all the way through part four where we see the stand cards, which is between commercials, before and after commercials, they show... I love the stand cards. The little stand card where they show either the stand itself, or if we don't know what it is yet, a silhouette of the stand and Mm -hmm. a bunch of question marks as to what its name is. What Pokemon is this? Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's not what Pokemon is this. (laughs) Hey, hey, what what fictitious creature is on your screen right now? What is this? Hey, what pocket monster do you think this shape represents? Is it a Digimon? Yeah. (laughs) Is it Garurumon? What is that? It's a Digimon. Oh. Shout out to Digimon. No. (laughs) Do you take that back? Um, So, Abdul sizes up this Digimon and realizes that it's going to be a threat or whatever. And so, Abdul (laughs) explains to Joseph, like... Hey, I'm gonna have to get pretty rough with Jotaro here. Like, is that okay? And jo- and uh, Joseph is like, yeah, do whatever you got to do. And so uh, Abdul then spits hot fire at Star Platinum, or at, no, at Jotaro. He ignores his stand. He goes for yeah. He attaches him to the wall with fire bondage, fire bands. handcuffs, and leg cuffs. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. a fire vine whip. 
Yeah. And then Jotaro goes, choke me, daddy. That doesn't happen. Oh. <laughs> and then he starts to raise the temperature. And we get a brief vision from, a brief perspective, rather, from the prison guards who just see Jotaro just slammed up against the wall. And I think they remarked that, like, he's pressing himself up against the wall. I'm like, he's not touching anything. And then. Like, he, how is he doing that? This was a reference to uh, the song Hot in Here by Nelly. Ah, see, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I was going to say The Heat Is On by Kenny Loggins because they look at the uh, thermostat. Mm. Which conveniently, this very clear mm. old old Mercury style thermostat is right next to their cell in Celsius. Yeah, in because ce- it's a cell prison Celsius. Very. <laughs> you make good. it a ninety-eight degrees song. <laughs> yeah, but it's more than ninety-eight degrees. They said it went up yeah. to like fifty Celsius. Heat of the moment. That's Finn Asia. Lizzie. Asia. Oh shit. Yeah. I still think hot stuff. It almost sounds like the outfield to me. You know. I agree with you. Lose Your Love Tonight. Which are both on the 40-year-old version soundtrack. Great harmonies in both. Is that true? Asia's Heat of the Moment also has that weird, like, sort of cheap Asian breakdown later. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, ding, 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 with that guitar. No, but I I hate it. It's it's cool, but it is sort of like, you're like, oh, right, I forget this band full of European dudes named themselves Asia. Asia. I might be be sort of extrapolating too much here, but it's a great song. I believe you. Maybe a Jean Grey song because it's a firebird. I mean, maybe. I'm making lots of connections. This is a bit of a stretch. I'm making lots of connections. Basically, uh, listeners, if you didn't know, I like to do a musical reference at the beginning and end of every episode, and I don't like to reuse them. And we already covered this arc in the OVA, so I've already used Paula Abdul, which is the only musical reference this episode that I can think of. So something we've mentioned is going to make the cut, but who knows what yet. What about that um, song that's like, I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> uh, that will not be on the, uh, on the menu. Um, now I'm just going to be fucking thinking of songs about like fire, like uh, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Uh, mm-hmm. Fire Burning on the Dance Floor by like Sean Kingston or it whatever. It is by, don't, don't pretend you don't know it's Sean Kingston. <laughs> what about his other song that's uh, Suicidal, Beautiful Girls? Or this girl is on fire. But he's not a girl. That's a good one, though. Okay. Just thinking of songs that have to do with fire. This bird is on fire. Pretty good, pretty good. Right? Pretty that good. works. This bird. Should I just play that song, but then overlap <laughs> your voice going, bird, in the middle of it? <laughs> bird! Oh, don't bird. do that. Uh, so, yeah, he's pinned against the wall, and he's got fire handcuffs and leg cuffs on. Miles, did you ever find your fucking pillar you were talking about? You pulled out your phone like you were going to show us something, and then just proceeded to play solitaire or whatever. Um, whatever it is you do I did but then I did something else great Um, so Jotaro is struggling whatever this isn't a visual medium here and yeah but then we could describe it and talk about it I'm gonna tweet it at uh... okay Um, and so what what Jotaro does to counteract this being pinned against the wall is that he has his stand star platinum grab Abdul's no he has him grab uh, Magician's Red's neck so he starts choking out this bird and then we cut to Abdul, and we see one of the earliest rules of having a stand in, in uh, progress, which is that uh, in action, which is that if your stand is being choked, you're being choked. You get injured the same way your stand gets injured. Um, this is true as long as uh, as long as Araki feels like drawing humanoid stands. Eventually, stands are like fucking dice and fucking guns and trucks and whatever. So it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> And so Abdul is choking, but somehow is able to talk. And he tells Joe Star, Joseph Joestar, once again, 
Like, he basically is like, I'm going to really have to hurt your son. He's like, I think I'm going to have to send him to the hospital. And Joseph is like, do whatever you got to do. And Holly's like, wait, no, wait. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. Wait, 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 wait. Is there any paperwork that we could take a look at, you know? Um, so, yeah. So even though Abdul's choking, uh, he then pulls Jotaro right against the bars using Magician's Red. He, oh, he yells Red Bind. So I guess that's like his... Uh, his name for the move is Red Bind, and he pulls him and puts fire around his neck and shit, and he's slammed against the bars. And then Jotaro counter- counteracts this by having his stand kick a table that he also probably somehow smuggled in, kicks a table into a toilet behind him. And then everything, by the way, goes green. Everything gets a green tint. Because is he uh this is right after St. Patrick's Day and he's drinking a lot of no, green beer. It's and not. that's what's in the toilet. No. It's just, I think it's just green because it's gross, but the toilet explodes and a bunch of water comes out, toilet water, and cools off all the fire, which is kind of lame. I think that Magician's Red is like a psychic kind of flame, you know? Like, it shouldn't be put out by just fire. By water, you mean? Did I say fire? I it did, didn't fire. I? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's uh, read. It's like that. the end of that movie, Signs. I didn't see that. Are you serious? I saw parts of it and it looked dumb. I was already done with M. Night Shyamalan by that point. I uh, saw it in theaters and I was so disappointed. Oh, I really liked oh, I, Signs. I, I know a lot of people that really love that movie. Signs was, I think, the first movie where he sucked, though. Wasn't it? Well, I uh, think Signs was the first movie. That's the first divisive movie, yeah. Because everyone yeah. liked Unbreakable and Sixth Sense. The, und- right. the ending is very, very lame. It has to do with water. Yeah. Yeah, and I that- know that because it's basically another alien franchise that also does the same thing but when it did it it was more original and unexpected and this movie actually wasn't that bad it was just the start of him making progressively worse movies because every movie after that was worse than yes. the next no until uh maybe that elevator movie with devil devil he devil's not too bad but he didn't direct devil he wrote it okay well split isn't too bad I hear that. that I've heard the visit isn't that bad, although I've also heard that it's bad. He did direct and write Split. Because then I think um, after this was The Village. Which was bad. After Signs was The Village and then Lady in the Water, and that movie was also horrible. That? Yeah. Also, I think I saw it in theaters, maybe. Why do you keep seeing M. Night Shyamalan movies? I don't know. Maybe like you, th- you think like, okay, well, Signs wasn't that bad. And then you see... Uh, Actually, I don't. I don't know what. No, I, think, I saw the village. I think, in theaters. I think you know what. I didn't see Lady in the Water in theaters. I uh, I pirated it to see how bad it would be. <gasps> That's what I did. I pirated it to see how bad it would be, and it was bad. Uh, and then after that was, I think, um, what was the really bad one? What after Lady in the Water? Oh, the happening. The happening. The happening was just la- like. It, Apparently, it, it's laughably bad. It's yeah. It's like he was on purpose trying to make a funny bad movie. There's a part where Mark Wahlberg is in like some building, and then he notices there's a house plant in it, and he starts like trying to negotiate with the house plant because he thinks maybe it's been listening to him and stuff. It's funny. I saw the village in theaters. I thought it was weird because I saw the village in theaters too. There was a Native American uh, policeman, a cowboy, and a construction worker, and the music was kind of like disco related. Uh, they were just singing about like the YMCA and being in the Navy. Okay. And uh, the village wasn't that bad. It oh. was bad though, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It got bad at the end, I think. Right. Uh, the village actually. Um, I liked the beginning story, and then the twist happened, and I was like, "Fuck this movie!" <laughs> like I instantly was 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 not on board anymore. I was like, "Fuck this," uh, young man. Uh, so. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? 
M. Night Shyamalan signs water back to you. Okay. Yeah, I think it's lame that, that Magician's Red's fire can be put out by real water. You're right. But whatever. The, the point is that it's a smart move by Joe Taito. This is a good, it's a good fight. It's not just people discovering new abilities. It's literally like, you're using fire? Okay, well, then I'll kick Pokemon. this thing. Yeah, it's Pokemon. Um, and then Joe Taito, I think he apologizes that he's going to have to get real fucking mean. Yeah. Uh, and he has Star Platinum. What are you going to say? He tears open the jail cell and has two, like, from the bars of the cell fashions two, like, baby spears. And then he's about to stab Abdul, and Abdul just turns around and sits down. He's like, I got him out of the cell. Yeah, because <laughs> in order to stab Abdul, he kind of walked forward with, you know, the spears in hand. And so he technically is standing outside of his cell. And he was like, what would you have done if I, like, if, you, if I hadn't stopped and Abdul was like, I could have just melted those steel beams, baby. Yeah, they had that like theory fight where they were like, yeah, but if you did this, I would do that. And then Jotaro could have been like, well, if you did that, I'd do this. Mm-hmm. And they should have done that for the next five minutes. But instead, Jotaro was kind of like, whatever, I'm out, I guess. Um, and there's a scene of him paying a bunch of fines to the jail people and then having to divvy up all the stuff that he stole. He's um, cost his family a lot of money. They have to set a court date for everything horrible that he's done. <laughs> Just kidding, that doesn't happen. He has to pay um, all the families uh, for all the doctors. Right, visits. all the balls that were crushed. So he just, yeah. he he goes totally unpunished. Yeah, I mean, he's scary. He didn't do it on purpose, though. Yes, he did. He's a nice guy. He's, he's a, a nice, nice cool dude. guy. Oh. There's, no, there's no intent in, in the application of the law. Anyway. That's true. That's true. Well, well, we don't know how it works in Japan. It's true. Over there, it could be like, it was an accident. And they're like, all right. Oh, was it a stand thing? <laughs> Just go home. It was one of those stand things. <laughs> this is Japan. Somebody texted with nunchucks. Okay. <laughs> is this part of an anime plot? Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're good. Um, so then Abdul uh, fucking Joseph Jotaro. They and, go to a cafe. And Holly all go to a After nice restaurant. After this intense restaurant. situation, they yeah. sit down and have a midday meal. Yeah. And Joseph tries to tell uh, Jotaro the story of what's happening, why he thinks that they have stands, or maybe he doesn't even get into that. He's just like, what he's worried about is Dio. He explains like, hey. No, he goes, in, he goes into it. He does? He okay. goes, I have a stand too. Yeah. He's like, it's really lame. Want to see? Yeah. Um, he, so he's like, there was this body that was at the bottom of the ocean uh, from hundreds of years ago that my ancestors fought, uh, and they just recently pulled it out of the ocean. And Jotaro at one point is like, hey, Wait, he's like, you just, you're talking like this guy is alive. And Joseph is like, listen, he's the epitome of evil. His name is Dio. I, th- I think he does do the phot- photograph thing before he explains this. Okay. Shit. And he's like, and he has the body of my grandfather, Jonathan Joestar from ah! Um And at some point, he goes to show Jotaro what he can do, which is he takes out this Polaroid camera. He puts it on the, the restaurant table, and he karate chops it really hard and breaks it. And you see little purple kind of vines coming out of his uh, his hand when he does this. Yeah, it's Kush. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then he has a photograph, and he explains that it can do kind of take spirit photography. It can um, see things that are far away. Yeah, and he's like, the only downside is I have to constantly destroy 30,000 yen cameras. Which yeah. is like $300. Which is interesting because, like... Aren't there cheaper cameras? Did he do it? And he was like, I can't see who this is. It's just a blob. <laughs> you, it has to be a high quality camera. Yeah. 
hundred isn't even that high quality though. Wow. Maybe, maybe in the wow. 80s. Wow. Someone's rich. Someone buys four thousand dollar cameras <laughs> and just doesn't care about money. Today it's two hundred eighty-two dollars and sixty cents. But what was it in the nineteen eighty-seven world? Oh, let me just pull out my inflation calculator, Mark. Well, you just pulled out whatever the fuck that was. Oh, that's true. Um, All right, I'll do it. Just look up two hundred eighty dollars in nineteen eighty-seven. Oh no, that doesn't work. You have to first convert yen. Whatever, fuck it, don't do it. It's a waste of time. <laughs> um, so Jotaro at first is unimpressed with the story, and I think even his grandpa's stand, and he's just like, whatever. And Joseph is annoyed that he's like, whatever. Oh, also, something I wanted to mention. Teens. Um, after they smash the camera, or Joseph does, a waiter comes over, and it's like, is everything okay? And Abdul is like, yeah, we're fine, go away. <laughs> that happens, I think, three times in this episode. Like, Holly tries to talk during the fight, and Joseph <laughs> rudely is like, <laughs> Be quiet and be a good girl, Holly, to his 47-year-old adult daughter. Uh-huh. Then and she's just like, okay. She's like, okay. And then the prison guards are like, hey, what about whatever? And Joseph is like, shut up. And they're like, okay. Like, they just go stiff. And then this, Well, he physically assaults them as well. Earlier. Earlier, he does throw them aside like they're bags of trash. Yeah. And nothing um, happens to him. Well, yeah. But then later, they ask him something, and he's like, shut up. And they're like, okay. It's and white then, privilege at work. And then here... Uh, well, here, well, here you see brown privilege because a waiter comes over and asks if they're okay and Abdul tells him to fuck off. So <laughs> it's like they're really setting you up to understand how cool that these protagonists are by just having them tell other people who are trying to be helpful to shut the fuck up yep. and Why? get away from us. I don't like this message that it sends to young boys. You but they loved it. It's cool to be rude. I don't like it. You got to have a rude tood and a hot bod. You got it. <laughs> That is that is the me- lesson we've learned so far. Have a ru- hot, hot bods. Rude toods. And rude toods. <laughs> rude toods and man stands. Um, I finally know what I'm going to get a tattoo of. <laughs> hot bod and then a checkbox with the check in it. And then rude tood, <laughs> checkbox with a check in it. Um, anyway, uh, sorry for that. So then uh, Joseph shows Jotaro that, uh, that this picture is of this silhouetted kind of man he explains that it's Dio. I may have gotten the order wrong. The point is, is it's Dio. And there's like a little star-shaped birthmark what? on the back of his neck. And he asks Holly, how closely have you ever looked at the back of your neck? Which is a ridiculous question. Um, <laughs> how do you do that? I mean, if you've With been a in, mirror? If you've been in any of those double mirror situations, like you're at like a tailor or whatever, or... If you're you a, a woman and you've ever yeah. had your hair up, if you're a man and you've ever had your hair short... Well, but uh, if you're you still a person have to look... and you've ever gotten a haircut, people will point out like, "Hey, what's a star shaped?" Yeah, star shaped. Right. A barber would neck. be like, "Do you want me to not hit the star?" People would be like, "Cool tat, bro." Yeah. yeah, like, "Oh, your birthmark is shaped like a star." If it was really tiny, I'd understand, but it's like the size of like it's like and it's pink. Two quarters. What's with this birthmark? It's, it's pink. pink and it's perfectly the shape of a star. Yeah, um, a five pointed star, by the way. It is not a six pointed star. Um, so. They talk about this, about how it's Dio, and he has the body of Jonathan Joestar, and it's all connected. And these they, they don't say the invisible red string of fate, but they do say there's like inv- there's like fate is kind of pulling everything together. They say it's connected by a thread. Oh, they do? Okay. Um, and then at some point we... By invisible thread. Bound by invisible thread. Thank you. We cut over to somewhere... Because I think the, he asks Abdul to look at the photo and say, where is this? Because it's just Dio in a dark room. And Abdul's like, I can't see anything. Um, but we cut over to Dio towards the end of the episode. And Dio just gets up out of bed, which he's not in the covers. 
I guess being in the covers would make you look kind of lame or like too <laughs> too human if you were just like bundled up and you like fluffed your pillow and stuff. Like uh, he was cold. <laughs> he well, does he does what I do and he stuffs the covers between his knees so they don't touch. He's Egypt. It's hot, but he's just on top of the covers um, of this fancy bed. It's one of those canopy beds. Fucking rich people. Um, and Dio's like, huh? He's like, there's that feeling again. He's like, someone. I feel like someone was watching me. Oh, and also we do get to see more. Uh, boobs just laying around his place. There's some dead women lying around, but they're covered up because this is they're for covered TV. up. That's right. It's not the OVA anymore. Not that smut. Not that titty litter we got back in the OVAs. Um, and Dio's like, someone was watching me, which is a reference to that Maxwell song. <laughs> Somebody's watching me. And yeah, how does it I end? Is that no it? Privacy. The IRS. Um, is that that's a lyric? Uh, <laughs> I think it is. Is that how the episode ends? Is it, yeah, I think he's just like someone. Yeah, that's was with Maxwell me. singing. No, he's watching me. <laughs> no, um, he they uh, they leave the cafe or whatever. Those are like the last scenes are them leaving the cafe. The cafe, and, the, and then Dio being like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, whatever. It'd be, would it be funnier if instead of all that, Dio just like rolled around on the bed and went, "I'm itchy," and he just scratched at his neck and like did not try to figure out why. Aw. He was like, "I hate this place." Uh, so that's the end of this episode. I have some thoughts. Okay. What? Let's, let's take it over to Jackie's. Jackie's like, what the fuck is this? That's my, that's Jackie's, my corner. Jackie's jam down. Jackie's jam session. Um, good one. So when Joseph explains, uh, Stan, okay, well actually let, let me go back to my, like one. Okay. So Joseph can see, okay, I actually, okay. So stands can see other people. People with stands can see other stands. Yes. Right? So if people, if Hamon users have stands. Oh, no. Then they would see each other's stands. You would see people with fucking vines and shit coming I out. I think there's an explanation Hamon, for that. Yeah. That make any people sense. on our Twitch stream were talking about how in one of the light novels, Dio's stand that we see later a little bit is not the world one, is called Passion uh, or. Joseph, his Hamon was Hermit Purple, or Dio had Hermit, no, Jonathan had Hermit Purple, which, no, then it's called Passion. There's some confusing shit, yeah, but I think you still have to pull your stand out for it to be there, you know what I mean, Jackie? But I guess, yeah, technically Hamon would be, unless they're separate, unless it's just all Hamon users have stands, they just don't know how to show them. Okay, so then there's that, and then there's when Joseph was explaining it, he was like, this is a new thing that got activated in us yes. because we are tied to Dio. So it's like very clearly the explanation is this is a new thing mm. that is new. Not really. And Abdul was born with it, yes. but it's been activated in us. Yes. That's the thing. Well, I think they always had it in them, but now it's being, yeah, I don't fucking know. And then, like, for example, Holly, right? Like, I mean, spoilers, she gets, like, she can't control her stand. This doesn't seem like it would have ever been a thing. Because, like, I don't know. Other people had kids that had Hamon powers and stuff. Right. What do you mean? I don't know. For there to be, like... This, I guess, I guess it would have manifested as a disease. So never mind. Like people, I guess, would have thought it was a. If this was a common thing where people, oh, who so are, people get sick. People who are weak, soft, delicate people uh, can't control their stands and therefore um, are are sick and maybe die. That might have been a common thing. That might have been just like the story. That's the yeah. Narrative. The stand sickness. Um. Yeah. What else? But you got? still, but still, man, Joseph the whole time was like, "This is new." 
you know. Yeah, it's really murky how the this two is tie new, together. This is activated. So he says. I like, think that um, anybody can submit like their explanation as to what this is, but I don't think anybody could possibly tell me that this is a clear cut, obvious, he not was like, nonsense. I, he was like, I suddenly obtained this power. Uh, and, and then he, you know, uh, first, and also how do you figure out that that's your power? How do you figure out that like you have to take a picture with a camera and, and break it or no, sorry, you don't even take a picture. You just break a camera. How Maybe do you figure you that out? No, from having the stand. All right. It just although, tells you it's like punch a camera, punch a camera. <laughs> although there is a learning process as we see with Joe Taro that he just figures stuff out. Joseph, yeah. Joseph says the power is manifested this year. Um, and yeah. So I will say that this is actually good to know. This is a good way to think about it because we were playing the the, the fighting game story mode uh, the other day, and there's a scene later. Again, sorry, we're spoiling the future, but it's been a few years, and I'm sure you've probably already watched Stardust Crusaders if you're listening to this, where Joseph actually uses Hermit Purple to create a map of the city he's in out of sand. Like he touches the sand and it forms into a map, and it's because he has this like psychic viewing ability. And at first I was like, that's bullshit. All he can do is fucking swing around like Tarzan or make photographs, be whatever. But this makes more sense that maybe he had some sort of psychic viewing ability. And from there he deduced like, oh, if I buy film, I could probably make the film show photographs that are, you know, of importance. Still don't know why he doesn't just buy a fucking roll of film and touch it. But I guess. Why is Joseph talking about it like it's a new thing then? Oh, I don't know. That I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why he's making it sound like it's new, but it's kind of related, but it isn't. I think Araki's just kind of figuring it out. He was just really happy to come up with this new power because I think that even though there's a time, you know, when if you watched last season and then you watched this one, or even we waited, you know, this two-week gap to finish watching Battle Tendency and then move into Stardust Crusaders, I think, you know, in actual real-time Japan in the late 80s, I think Araki just had to, like, in the next week, like, deliver a new chapter of JoJo's and he was probably thinking about stands because he was tired of overdrives and shit and he was like but it's the same thing because I don't want to rename my comic or anything so so does anyone in the world believe that that stands were like planned from the beginning that oh not a single soul nobody in the whole world there if anybody tells me they do you are fully full of shit like like stands the whole time, Araki was like, yeah. Ridiculous. They have stands. They have stands. We're just gonna, not going to reveal it yet. So since stands are more interesting than Hamon. I like stands. If that were the case, uh, he would have just had stands from the beginning, from the get-go. Jackie, this is where you jump in and say you like Hamon better. I do like Hamon better. Okay. But I've, uh, I'm done arguing that. No, I don't really mean to take anything away from your opinion. I like but, stands. Um, I feel like it's the real JoJo's. Well, because that's what you saw first. I saw Hamon first, so I thought that was the real JoJo's. True. <laughs> the real JoJo's to me is about vampires and shit. Yeah. Well, that's all gone, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because at this point, yes, yeah, stands, I think, are the real JoJo's because there's been, um, you know, let's say... Uh, oh, God, what's happening? Are uh, all the rest... About are 20, 27 years of fucking stands versus like three years of like vampires <laughs> and pillar people. What were you going to say, Jackie? I don't know. It's like it's like me being like Sailor V is my favorite Sailor Scout when she was like a one-off manga right. by herself, and then after, and she was basically like the prototype. You never mix. accept Sailor Moon. You're like, look at this fucking. I don't care about her. Yeah, I was like, I don't even like Sailor Moon. I like Sailor because because Sailor Sailor Moon came after Sailor V. Like Who is Sailor, Sailor Venus? Sailor V was like the prototype, and there were and then she was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this whole thing, and then but she made Sailor Moon. In Sailor Moon, is Sailor Venus like her right hand? 
Is she like the most imp- second most important character? Second most important scout? The Lancelot? <laughs> uh, the second most important character is probably uh, her future husband, Tuxedo Mask. Okay. Like, but, at least in, in the universe. But he doesn't show up all the time. I know, but he's like still important. I'm saying episode to episode, who besides Moon does a lot it's, of... It's, it's, it's all shared? It's, it's teamwork. That's great. It's teamwork. Making the dream work. <laughs> How long is Sailor Moon? It's long. Is Sailor Moon on Crunchyroll? Yeah. Should we watch? But it's Crystal, right? Can we? We should have another. Can we have another podcast no. about Sailor Moon? If you want to edit where it, where I make you watch Sailor Moon and you tell me what you what you like about it, uh, and only what you like, not what you dislike. This can all be done as long as someone else works on it. Uh, no, you can, we can just upload it as it is. We're hiring. No, I'll no, do it. But then I'll I gotta upload it as it is. If you want to plan it all, sure. Um, Man, I'll watch Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. That's the porn parody. Um, anyway, so that's been the episode. Uh, Miles, what do you think a stand is? I think a stand is a manifestation of your life energy, and it appears beside you, so it's called a stand. Wow, you nailed that. I can't believe you understood that. Yeah. Do you think it's related to Hamon at all? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to do this again because I remember watching the OVA, especially the, the first half, which is super slow and stupid. Uh, mostly slow. It's not stupid. I think the, the show, this, the anime is better, way better than the OVA. Except I still like the second half of the OVA that was from the 90s, the final I really battle. like the second half of the OVA. Yeah, the final battle stuff and uh, Darby and in Duel. But, Miles, now you'll get to see how the TV show handles it. By the way, it's just going to be a few months before we get there. Um, but you'll at least get to see things like Kakyoin and Polnareff being introduced and the orangutan. You'll get to see all that stuff and what that looks like. Orangutan? Orangutan, <laughs> a.k.a. forever. Um, I, I like that. And, and Miles, I like that you're going to get to see some stuff that people reference a lot that are famous parts that were left out of the OVA. Like uh, you get to see Steely Dan. and Death 13. Death 13 and Oingo Boingo. And fucking, yeah, who cares about Grey Fly? He's not that interesting. Who cares about Dark Blue Moon? And you get to see some stuff that isn't that interesting, too. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. You get, to, you get to see it all. Um, and you'll finally I'm understand. Excited. So far, I hope the art remains as strong as it has been yeah, in episode it does. one. And I don't know if it ever gets as sort of budget-friendly as part four does, where someone dedicated an entire blog to showing off the difference between the Blu-ray art and the TV art. Where sometimes like just Josuke or fucking Okuyasu off in the distance looks like a fucking stick figure and they have to like enhance it later or uh, especially what character was it? I think, yeah, Kosaku's wife in Diamond is Unbreakable just looked like shit in like half of the TV anime and then on the Blu-rays they were like, oh, I remember how to draw and they fixed it. Because <laughs> like other things you'll see like Killer Queen and Killer Queen's face isn't that detailed and then you slide over and you're like, oh yeah, they cleaned that up for the Blu-ray. And then meanwhile, Kosaku's wife you're like, that's a different fucking character. It's it's really awkward. Um, but I don't know if that happens in Stardust Crusaders. I don't know if maybe they started running out of money, which is why part five is never going to happen. Um, I've, I've entered despair. I just, I have nothing. Zitzbushta. How, how, um, uh, how much more content do you think we have until... Oh, I actually reran the numbers. We have until January or February of 2019. Oh, okay. And a little bit more because there's the new Rohan OVA coming out in May, I believe. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Don't forget to register to vote before then, everyone. We got a big midterm coming up this, this year. This is only for Americans. Yeah, you can vote if you're in wherever uh, else. Wherever you are, if they let you vote, you should vote because that's good. Not all the do. teens that listen. The teens just just stay abreast of whatever you want and enjoy your innocence as long as it lasts. No, teens, get out the vote. Knock on doors. Every door matters. 
Even your closet that you know no one lives knock in. Knock on all the doors in your house and knock tell on, them to vote. Knock on the pantry and tell those Kelloggs to get the fuck out and vote. Yeah, you can jerk off later, you weirdos. <laughs> what, why do you have to do that? We know you're doing That's it. That's what they're Files. doing. Files. Ah, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> if you want to write to us, ignore the last part, but you can, you can write to us at Gmail, jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can we should have Jasmine back because she started she started some shit. She started the PSM horny stuff. Yeah. We need her back. You can sign all your emails with PS I'm horny. We need her back some for more more of uh JoJo Bizarre Podcast memes. Yeah. Um you can tweet to us at JJB Pod. You can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash JJB Pod. And that's pretty much it. We're also on your you know, your your podcatchers, your stitcher. Did your you guys iTunes. have Drake on the stream on Sunday? We did have Drake and Travis Scott and Kim.com. He was a bit of an outlier, Kim.com, but I think he helped put the thing together. Good for him. If you guys don't know, we're referencing the fact that one of the biggest streamers in the world, Ninja, had Drake and Travis Scott and Kim.com on his Fortnite stream, and they broke Twitch records. Wow. Um, And it seemed like it might have been entertaining, but I don't care about Fortnite. Or watching people who aren't very good at games play games. How was Drake on his stream? Drake explain that in the studio they record for very long hours and sometimes they get bored and on instagram or whatever he saw these clips of ninja being insane at Fortnite, and then he started watching his youtube channel and then they started playing Fortnite in the studio and then he shows up at the strip club and is like let me take you away from this life on twitch <laughs> yes and he offers them slurp juice um which is a thing in Fortnite. i don't really know i haven't played Fortnite. um i refuse to uh, that's not true. I just am lazy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll You're see you welcome. next time when our, our first guest uh, of this season is Drake. Uh, Drake is uh, going to tell us about... Um, Dragon fruit? Passion fruit? Pa- Degrassi? <laughs> we should get the cast of Degrassi. Yeah. Hey, if your life was on television, this would be a Degrassi. I'm a bitch, I'm a